0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Off and running here. Tiger Tailgate hour two. You can find us on North Stadium Drive in front of the Athletic Administration Building. you can. You can call us at 504-260-1870. Text eight seventy eight seventy, and we are tailgating. We've got some finger sandwiches out here, and Herb, you gotta, I gotta got got a meat pie. Got that meat pie, huh? You told me you were going to get one of those. Told
2: gonna, I, now look, this is a, 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 a game day tradition for me. Is it when I go down and I get a meat pie with the sauce? Is and that the w- when you were playing? No, no, too? no, no. no, no. Yeah, just, just started so, happening I didn't today. Think so. Okay. Um, today you
1: said it's a game day tradition. <laughs> today, yeah. okay, so okay, today, okay. So today is well,
2: born. Yeah, of course. Okay. That's All right. it. Okay. You got to listen hard. I talk. All right. I'm learning that. This means that we're going to win. Okay. That's what this means. By 10 points or more, a meat pie, a sprite, and some sauce, and we are gonna win, baby. I don't know what I'm gonna do with you.
1: I really don't. <laughs> I mean, today you are in rare form. It's it's gotta be because Ole Miss is on campus, man.
2: Well, it's not only that, man. I'm here. You know, this is this is a, a big night for me, man. I, I love the the SEC West games. I love those, especially in Tiger Stadium at night. Those are my favorite times, man. These this the fans are gonna be electric. The stadium's gonna be rocking, and of course the paint. Will be sparkling on the field today. You know that. Um, give,
1: give me your best memory when you were playing against
2: Ole Miss. My best memory against Ole Miss was my freshman year, and um, my true freshman year. And I was, I was, I was, I would hand the ball off to Kevin. I think I threw two touchdowns in this particular game, but Kevin I would Falk. Hand, yeah, to Kevin Falk. And I would hand the ball off to Kevin, and he would literally walk, run straight up the field. And then make a safety. I don't know his name was. Just make him look silly on like three plays. Just <laughs> wiggling his body, and the safety would go left, and Kevin would go right, or Kevin would go right, and then the safety would go left, whichever way you want to call it. But it, I mean, just watching that, that solidified me knowing and saying, you know what, man, I'm actually playing quarterback at LSU. Huh. That's
1: when it hit a, you.
2: Yeah, I mean that was like my third, my third, second, I think second game that I actually started. But that was my true freshman year. That was 17 years old at the time. I didn't even make 18 yet. You were 17? Yet. Yeah, I was 17 wow. at the time. I didn't even make 18 yet. I know yet. that. And um, and you know, and I was, you know, back then I was 191 pounds soaking wet. And um, and just watching that. Now then, you're a
1: full one, 191.
2: No, I'm a full 196 <laughs> okay. and a quarter. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, and then I actually grew an inch. Yeah, I did. I did. Right now, I'm right at five nine. <laughs> you were listed at six foot, right? Yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> five
1: nine listed at six foot. Yeah, I'm what nine about nine your best? Quarters.
2: What, was your, what was your, you remember your best game against Ole Miss? Um, my best game against Ole Miss personally. You know, it. it uh, you know, one of the most fun games for me was the game we actually lost against Ole Miss when we played. We played Florida in '97 the week before and we beat them, and then we came back and played Ole Miss. Ole Miss had Deuce at the time, and um, I can't think of the other running back's name. Oh Man, he was so fast. Um, but anyway, I, I scored, like, the longest uh, running quarter, uh, touchdown by a quarterback in LSU history. In that game it was, like, 80 yards. Wow. So I, 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 I think we ended up scoring 28 points, and we lost, like, 36-28 or something like that. But um, that that was the most fun, the most memorable game for myself that I can remember. Um, then the following year, we lost to Ole Miss again, which we lost twice, and we beat them twice So when I played. Um, and, you know, and, and we had a chance to beat them in overtime in 98, which is my senior year. And I threw a pass to Larry Foster in the end zone. I just knew he would catch it. But for some reason, the, the, he let the guy kind of take the ball from him in the end zone, and it kind of, it kind of went away. So it was kind of crazy.
1: The nostalgic Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback yes. here on yes. Tiger Tailgate. And I'm Christian Garrick. We'll step away and go behind enemy lines with Parrish Alford next here on Tiger Tailgating, WWLAMFMN.com. Before we get to Parrish Alford, we visited with him earlier in the week. want to send a. A birthday wish to a Tiger fan out here tailgating with us, or next to us, Meredith Lester. Happy birthday! 26 years of age, enjoying yeah. herself. She didn't hear me. I don't think so. Meredith Lester, happy birthday! Happy yeah, birthday, <laughs> All right, we'll get to Parish Alfred. Bobby and I caught up with him earlier in the week. Uh, covers Ole Miss. Yep. Here it is, Parish Alfred at Parish Alfred on Twitter. Ole Miss beat writer for the Daily Journal in Parish. I would imagine it's pretty simple. The strategy for Ole Miss is turn this into a track meet.
0: I think that's it. You know, they would like to uh, get in a high-scoring game. And, look, But this this is a team I heard you guys talking before I came on, that they've got to prove that they can score, that they can get in a high-scoring game and win against an elite SEC defense. They had some success last year against Kentucky, against Arkansas, but less against Texas A&M, less against Mississippi State, though they hit some big plays. And obviously, uh, you know, they could not score, could not move against Alabama. They were just suffocated in that game. I think this is a big test for their offense to, uh, to show that, yeah, there's always this theory that Ole Miss can get in a high-scoring game and win, but they've got to prove that within the conference.
3: Now, uh, Paris, you look obviously at an explosive passing game, but how critical is it going to be uh, with Scotty Phillips? I was looking where he's averaging 7.5 yards per carry, uh, 467 yards uh, through four games. But it seems like it's kind of feast or famine, a big splash run or a a big breakout run where the 65, 44, 39, 31 yards. I'm looking at that uh, going on and on. Is that kind of like their mantra as far as when they do run the ball, can they stay committed to it, even though they might be getting stuff because they do have uh, the explosive ability uh, to get that splash run with Scotty Phillips?
0: Yeah, they're not going to just run and run and run. That's just not what, uh, what they do. I thought Phillips had a good number of uh, four-yard runs, that you know those kinds of runs against, against Alabama. But what you didn't see from him in that game was the big run that you're talking about. It, against Texas Tech, against Southern Illinois, and against Kent State, uh, you know, if he got to that second level, he had that burst to run away a little bit and, and to create that big run. That 1st didn't help him as much against Alabama, and I think that's something to look for against LSU. But I think Scotty Phillips has been a big, uh, maybe not a surprise, but he's been the player that they need from him. A first-year junior college transfer at a position where they uh, had some question marks. You know, The depth behind him hasn't been nearly as productive you know, as he has been. Uh, you know they lost a thousand yard rusher in Jordan Wilkins, and that was kind of uh, you know didn't know exactly what they had. He's been a good uh, a good guy for them.
4: Parrish, when you look at at the defensive numbers and able to make some adjustments, whether it's at halftime or whatever it may be after stoppage of play, uh, and and then just listen to crime crime dog being able to say or him say that he has to bring the energy in the first half. Is it more? coaching there or players not really understanding and being focused uh, at the beginning of a game
0: you know I, I think when you talk about the beginning of the game I mean that's coaching it's, it's your job to have those guys prepared to answer the bell with intensity and energy and they did a better job of that against Kent State but uh, when you go back to the two weeks prior Alabama and Southern Illinois so you got two extremes you got an FCS opponent that you should dominate and then you got the best team in the country. In those two games, 15 first-half possessions by the other offense and the defense had given up 12 touchdowns. You know, it clearly, you know, something was lacking there mentally. You know, and, and that goes on coaching to get those guys ready to play, to, to come out and answer the bell because, as you pointed out, you know, they have had halves. You know, they have come out and, and played good for stretches. But uh, they've got to put more of those together, and they've got to do the do that earlier in the game. And and again, there was improvement there against Kent State.
4: We've heard uh, Coach Longo talk about the involvement of of the tight ends, Dawson Knox, particularly when teams play man-to-man or at least want to rotate a safety over the top with the receivers as they have. Do you think that the the tight ends will have a bigger role going forward? I know they they had some catches and some opportunities last week, but just going forward, do you think they get more involved?
0: Yeah, I think they do get more involved. We heard Matt Luke early this week, it is regular presser, talk about the need for high percentage passes against uh, LSU. Well, to me, that translates to shorter routes. You know, I think that's uh, the, those are routes that are more conducive to the tight end, and, and they have talented tight end. They have ability, and when they threw it to Dawson Knox he showed that with uh, two catches 79 yards on that uh, fourth quarter drive I think you'll see him come around a little bit it's been kind of uh, kind of strange in the sense that uh, he was a big talking point for them at the beginning of the year and in three games he had one catch for six yards Dawson Knox's numbers really increased last year when Jordan Tiamu became the starter and uh, before Shea Patterson's injury, there was criticism of Patterson from Ole Miss fans that he was only going for the home run, only throwing deep. And like I said, Tiamu came on. He started taking some checkdowns, and and we saw a lot more at Dawson Knox. But uh, Tiamu, this year, it's been uh, it's been the deep ball, and they've been successful with it. Again, there was no success against Alabama, but you know every other game they've completed deep passes, and the receivers have shown you know, ability and athleticism. So it's been kind of odd to see Dawson Knox fall off the map, but uh, I think you'll see more of him as, uh, as they move along.
3: Now, Parrish, along uh, those lines, to, to stay on that topic, if you look at A.J. Brown, Metcalf, and Lodge, and I thought it was interesting uh, last year, and I want you to recall what occurred, in your opinion, uh, that all, you know, big time members of the trio, to, uh, LSU held them to less than 40 yards each in that 40 to uh, 24 win last season. Looks like LSU is favored by basically a couple of touchdowns in that area. And then uh, we all know Shea Patterson went out with an injury. And uh, so, so what occurred in that game uh, that they were not as explosive? Uh, is it because uh, LSU, they're even some backs because you look how. The secondary got exploited uh, by Louisiana Tech and so then maybe seem like uh, they've maybe gotten it done. they might have gotten humbled, but considering you look at that trio uh, to less than 40 yards each in, in that uh, win last year for the LSU Tigers. Yeah,
0: I, I think there were a number of factors in play there. After the Patterson injury, you know there was some confidence on, on his part. Tiamu, when he came in the game, that was the first meaningful playing time he had seen last year. He had gotten a little mop-up time against Vanderbilt. You know, there were games he didn't even appear in. He didn't get in until the second game of the year, and that was like the one handoff. And, you know, we questioned uh, Matt Luke about that last year at that time, but, uh, you know, I think they were of the mindset then that they wanted to give as much as they could to Patterson and get him as embedded in that Phil Longo offense as they could. And uh, so it was an odd mix by the time the LSU game game came around, and I think it was a a combination of things, the injury, the inexperience that time with Tiamu, and also, again, just uh, these guys still having to prove themselves against upper-level SEC competition. I think uh, it all goes into that. You go back to the start of last year, and it it took a little while for this offense to uh, to you know to really get going in the run game and, and show balance. And and when that happened, uh, it just opened up a lot of things. You know they they were still growing in the offense at that time.
1: Parish Alford, at Parrish Alford on Twitter, Ole writer for the Daily Journal. Parish, thanks for the time. We certainly appreciate it.
0: All right, guys, y'all have a good evening.
1: A little look at the Rebels from Parish Alford there, and uh, once mm-hmm. again. You know, he 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 kind of laid it out in, in agreement with us uh, that you know Ole Miss wants to wants to turn this into you know basically basically basketball on grass. You know, I mean they want they want a high they want you know they want to run a gun uh, and try to try to get LSU in a high scoring affair.
2: They do, they do, and I mean that's their game and that's what they want to do. Our game is to slow it down, <laughs> you know, and and, and it at a, a snail's pace, if you will, for the most part. I mean. You know, over the past 10 years, we've seen what Les Miles has done. Um, and then now Coach Ogeron is in, and, and we're not doing anything that drastically different. People are looking for some different things, but we're not getting there. We're not there yet. We're not ready for it. Um, and, and, you know, tonight is going to be a special night because I think that, um, you know, kind of like what Jeff was saying, Clyde, that um, was hilarious. Uh, coming out party was last week. And I think this week is really going to be something, if, if he can – Establish himself as a clear number two back behind Brosette, and those two can kind of really become that that thunder and lightning talent that we're looking for. It could be something really special moving forward this year. I can tell you because going into the season, the, the one of the, the biggest questions that we had was beyond the quarterback play was who's going to be the running back. Mm-hmm. So now, according to the fifth game into the season, we can solidify ourselves with two really, really good um scc running back, quality SEC running backs. I mean, that, that's going to be something special.
1: Yeah, look th- that question's been answered. Uh, unfortunately, on along the offensive line, LSU continues to get banged up. It happens at every every year, right? Heard where a, a certain pos- uh, specific group position unit mm-hmm. suffers the injury bug, you mm-hmm. know, and and it's along the offensive line right now for it's, LSU. It's
2: just football, man. That's the nature of the beast. So what do you do? You just have to keep on going. You got to that's why recruiting is so important that's why you got to have those guys in the back those second third team guys um, that, that are just as good as the starters um, they just don't have the playing time because the starters are so good and they, and they they understand everything that the coaches are teaching them so um you know and you know and it's and once again that goes back to coaching how you what are you gonna do differently or what are you gonna do to get the unit that you have out there to play cohesively together
1: yeah if, if LSU you gonna continue this run we we're getting again maybe ahead of ourselves but if we're talking about playing and beating Georgia and having a shot at Alabama, which I don't think that they're going to beat Alabama. I'm I'm just on the record now of saying that.
2: Well, I'm not worried about you, Christian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I know the fan base would agree with that as well, what you just said, which is the, yeah. you know, Christian's terrible, historically terrible at predicting games, which I am. Which, which is, is fine. fine. That's, that's good. If
2: every time you bet against <laughs> LSU, I'm fine with that.
1: If they're going to continue this run, though, they have to get well on the offensive we line. Do. We they do. Have we've got to we've
2: get well on the offensive line. We've got to be unpredictable um and and um you know we, we've got to we've got to not drop passes on slide right. outs we've got to not go into laws if you will on the on defense in certain times and aspects we've got to be at our top game a hundred percent of the time and eliminate all the mistakes and we've got to create turnovers we have to create turnovers and get good field positions in the, um in the special teams game and we got to score touchdowns so We we've got to we can't we can't continue to go into games and then let our foot off the pedal. We have to keep our foot on the pedal.
1: Tiger tailgating here on the home of the Tigers, WWL Athletic Administration Building, is where you can find Herb Tyler and myself, Christian Garrick, and T-dog. Tiger tailgating continues another 90 minutes. Sam Spiegelman of TigerDetails.com joining us in the 5 o'clock hour. This is WWL. Herb LSU plus 8 for the season. Only turnover was last week, a fumble from Joe Burrow. Yep. It's pretty, pretty impressive. First of all, that's something that they focused on. A lot during the offseason was forcing mm-hmm. more turnovers, being mm-hmm. in the plus category. But pretty impressive through four games, your quarterback hasn't thrown an interception. You've only caught
2: the football up one time. And we've played two top ten ranked teams mm-hmm. within that time and that span. So <clears throat> that's you know that's that's something that that's not to be frowned upon, let's say that. Because um, people go away. They'll, they'll go to other stats that, that he's not doing so well in, which is not 100% his fault such as completion percentage because of all of the drops that we've had. Yeah. But they won't go to that stat that says he didn't throw an intercept. Right. And say, well, how important is that? You know how important that is? Because if we're winning, we we're, were at Auburn a couple of weeks ago, and we're, we're down three or whatever it is, and he throws an intercept on one of those drives, then guess what happens? Auburn has a chance to continue to keep the lead and win the game at the end of the day. So that it's important, man, and that, that also builds confidence in your teammates as well as the coaching staff that's coaching you, to be able to trust you with the ball in your hand at the final minutes of the game or at any point in the game. So that's that's huge. And, I, and, that, and I'm going to tell you, that goes back to the decision that Coach O and Coach Insminger made, you know, a month ago when they said, you know, Joe, you're going to be our guy. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. One of the things that scared me the most about Miles Brennan was the fact that he threw a lot of intercepts. Mm-hmm. Last year when he came in the game, he, would, he didn't throw multiple intercepts in games, but he threw one intercept in every game that I watched him play. And to me, that's not – it's just not understanding the game and what's, what, what he needs to know at that point in time. So, in that Situational stuff you're talking about? Just just period. Because because ultimately the football is, guess what, it's my ball. You can't have this ball. I don't care what situation I'm in. I can be a punt returner, a punter, or whatever, whatever it is, a, a first down, third down, whatever. This is my ball, especially in the office. You're the quarterback. The number one job you have is to protect the football at right. all times because the ball – Two people on the field touches the ball the most in every, on every play, and that's the, the center and the quarterback, right? After that, it's anybody's game at that point. So it's really, really important that the quarterback never throws intercepts and also can hold on to the football when he's either running the ball, getting sacked, or and or just for the simple fact of just getting the ball from the center.
1: You stay in a plus-8 category for the season. You're, you run it even higher. Mm-hmm. You're going to win a lot of football games. Yeah. You're going to win a lot of football games. Man. You should. Right now, LSU at four and zero. I think it's fair to say, um, certainly overachieving for what a lot of people, myself included, expected from this team this year. And again, I said it before after they after they got the win against Miami and after they they got the win against Auburn. I, I said I want to see how they handle success, success that they weren't predicted to right. have. And I think this team has totally embraced the yep. idea of nobody thinks we can do anything. We can make noise. Nobody, everybody's still questioning whether LSU is legit. They're embracing that and they're using that as, as as fuel.
2: You know, the thing about it for me is, um, and, and this is this is something that's special to me because because I love the fact that they 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 have not only won four games, they've beaten two top ten teams once again. They've beaten um, a couple teams that they were supposed to beat, right? You know, so we they won the games that we were supposed to win. We also won the games that we weren't supposed to win, according to the experts. Now, with that being said, how do we win those games? We won those games with gutsy wins. We didn't blow anybody out. You know, we didn't. You know, we didn't just 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 have out a ton of uh, talent that just really, really, you know, we outplayed those these guys or not. No, it was gutsy wins that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it builds character in your team. Every every play, every quarter, every game. So moving forward, which is why I'm so high on the team, um, being successful tonight. Because I think that they can win those games. They can win the game with whoever they're playing, you know, whatever style of offense that they play. They can win the game that actually, you know, if it comes down to the final seconds, or they can win the game if they're winning by ten. I, I, and I like that. And to me, that's dear to my heart because I, I, because it's all about winning. They don't have the sexiest team, you know. They, we don't have the we don't have the two attack of Aloha or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have you know the, the Dwayne Haskins or, or, and and these you know these trick plays and all these guys are. Or running around the field wide open and the quarterbacks are just lofting balls up we don't have that. What we have is we have Gutsy players who were were told that they're the underdog and that they, they don't they're not gonna be great, they're not gonna do this, they're not gonna do that. And all they've done was proved everybody wrong, while at the same time playing against adversity, such as injuries on the offensive line, injuries that key players on defense. Um you know, switching players out on defense, trying to figure out the right mesh of players to use in the defensive backfield. So, I mean, I think Coach O has done a tremendous job thus far with just, just leading the team and making the right roster moves and things of that nature.
1: Herb, you've been a part of this during big games, SEC games. Obviously, that's where you're going to host recruits, right? Mm-hmm. Derek Stingley is going to be here tonight for LSU Ole Miss, the five-star uh, cornerback from Dunham, yep. and, and, a, and a number of other, I think, important recruits for, recruits for the 2019 class that they're trying to assemble. Right now, Derek Stingley has verbally committed to LSU, and you got Devonte Lee and Thomas mm-hmm. Perry, uh, Trey Palmer, Dante Starks—all four-star, all four-star all, all four recruits. So that's another part of this that maybe the fans don't get to see or, or pay much attention to. But that's another reason why you want to perform well tonight.
2: Yeah, I mean, you want you want everything to go off perfectly tonight. I mean, that's from the uh, you know meeting the the guys at the recruiting office from the, at four o'clock or whatever time it is that they do it. Um, and, and then, you know, you want to definitely show the, the locker room that has to be, you know, on par, the weight room has to be nice and clean. I mean, you know, it's just everything. And then they need to see their jersey hanging up in the locker that's specially made for them. Um, you know, all that stuff makes sense. And then you get to the real deal, which is the beginning of the game. And they've got those guys are on the sideline when you're warming up. You know, you want, you want the music is going to be pumping. The fans will be, you know, piling into the stadium. Um, it's just going to be something special. And then. Once the game actually starts and those guys are sitting in the stands and, and they hear the pass popping, and they see, you know, um, um, Jamar Chase making catches, uh, Brosette, you know, making really good runs or offensive linemen, you know, pancake blocking, defensive guys are, you know, getting a really good rush and causing turnovers, things of that nature. At that point, that's when those guys say, you know what, I can see myself in a, a Tiger uniform. Mm-hmm. I can see myself in purple and gold. And, you know, and the fans will be pumped. That, you know, Tiger Band, you know, Golden Band, Tiger Land will be just just, just rocking that makes a lot of difference for, with a guy who wants to decide to come to LSU or does not want to decide to come to LSU. A
1: guy like George Pickens, who verbally committed to Auburn, he's a six-four wide receiver, 12th in the a, in a nation, number one in the state of Alabama out of Hoover. Now he's already verbally committed to Auburn, but this is a chance for LSU to go, hey, we can flip you. Look at what we can provide you, and look at some of the, the young receivers that are already playing this year for LSU, mm-hmm. and in particular the sides at six foot four. This is what we can do yep. uh, with with you. This is
2: what you can do in our offense. Two weeks ago, he saw you know Sullivan and uh, D. Anderson making catches at the end of the game to 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 pull out a, a really great win for LSU against Auburn, and he saw himself in that. D. Anderson's what six five? 6'5", six five six six. I mean, he sees himself in that, so he can see himself flourishing in this offense.
1: Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, Tiger Tailgating here on the campus of LSU. Athletic Administration Building is where you can find us on North Stadium Drive. Give us a call at 504-260-1870. Text eight seventy eight seventy. This is WWL. Hanging out here on the campus of LSU, Tiger Tailgating. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. He's got a fan, a fan that came over here. Asking who you were, didn't didn't realize you were Herb Tyler and was shocked. You know, I've, been, I've been pumping that iron,
2: man. I've been you know I've been like mystical. Been pumping pumping that, that iron, getting swollen. You've been pumping them uh, the, the meat pies. The meat pie was delicious. I only had one. I need to go get another one. By the way, we I got can't it. wait till the break. During the break, you and
1: Casey were getting after each other pretty good. Uh, yeah, we were. Over we were. Ohio we were. State versus LSU.
2: Yeah, she you know she 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 Casey, you know, got, you know whom we love. love. Yeah, I love her and God bless her soul. She graduated from Ohio State. Of course, and she was kind of bragging a little bit that Ohio State gave, you know, LSU a, a good quarter, which they did. We we did. But that's was that's because I don't think Ohio State was smart enough to play the guy. So <laughs> with that being said, um I, you know, there's no such thing as a horseshoe. I won't say what I said often often. <laughs> yeah. That would be cruelty to animals. We don't want there to condone nothing, that. Yeah. No, it's not a real animal now. Right. We're talking about a stadium, okay? That's what we're talking about. Not not, not
1: Got a text here at 878 870. <laughs> What brand of meat pie was Herbie?
2: Um, it was the good brand. Um, the good brand, the good it was good brand? not, I don't know. It's you know, they got this little booth over there, right where the band is playing, and I think it's a bag of donuts or something that are playing over there. Nice, and um, and, and, and they always set up over there for the games. and They have meat pies, they've got um, alligator um, pies and and whatever. I don't know, alligator sauce, some other stuff. They got all kind of stuff, but it's pretty good. But the meat pie is pretty good. I think did, it's uh, beef. Did you uh, did you go see Mike? I saw Mike. I mean, Mike was talking the other day, and um, I took a swim in his pool. Oh. You know, he doesn't oh. let me do that often. This is rich. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he so was we've t- had, hold on. So we've had
1: a new game day tradition born <laughs> today. No one knows who, me, what Mike
2: you're talking about. You know that, right? Mike the Tiger. Oh, okay, just making sure. Okay. I did not go swimming in his okay. but Okay. Well, whose
1: pool, so you have a friend named Mike? That yeah. Sw- I'm so confused. Yeah, yeah. Like, I am so confused right now. <laughs> Did you go see Mike the Tiger? Yes, I did. Okay,
2: I saw Mike the other day. And went swimming in this pool.
1: No, Mike the Tiger. Oh, the not. tiger!
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, You're I was killing him here. Fly and I went over there earlier and looked at him and we talked to him a little. bit. Isn't he pretty
1: majestic man? I mean, I was. I think it was last week. I was. I was over there and I was amazed on how big that animal is. So, so I work for a construction
2: company, Map. Yeah. And we did some pavers right in front of the, the his, his the sanctuary. Last week, it took us like a day, day and a half to do them. But the thing is, he was, he was really curious about what we were doing because we were right in front of his, his deal, the sanctuary. So he's looking the whole time. I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. And then we're just looking at each other, just two tigers just looking at each other. <laughs> and the thing about it is I'll bet pavers, you he would win. No, no we were not going to fight. We, we love each other. Oh, we're friends. Okay. We're brothers. We're, okay. we're, we're, we're tiger stripes. We bleed purple and gold together. Okay. So, but the thing about it, though, the pavers we were putting down were significant because they were from family members who – who are part of LSU and that kind of stuff, and it, I mean, it's awesome, just an awesome deal. And just to watch Mike in his own habitat um, and doing what he does, which is whatever he wants, um, it's just majestic, like you said. And it's you know, it's obviously it's not, it's not you know, he's not in in the jungle, but it really closely resembles his habitat, his natural habitat. Yeah, look,
1: that. I'm not, I'm not too fond of animals in, in captivity and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, but this this is different. No, right. I mean, he gets tremendous care, and he's he's got a lifestyle that's for sure.
2: Yeah, he's that's like a two million dollar house he's living in, man.
1: Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text eight seventy eight seventy. We'll get back to LSU and Ole Miss. And um, you think it rests on the foot of Cole Tracy tonight?
2: Uh, I don't think so. I think I think we I think we we'll win by 10, 11 points tonight. I, I think I think Cole Tracy will definitely have a, a, a foot in it. Surely that he will make a couple field goals. That's going to be significant. Yes, I think he will.
1: Turnovers are, are paramount again uh, for, mm-hmm. for LSU because you yep. know. Look, I'm not I'm not confident in sitting here saying. LSU is going to completely shut down this Ole Miss offense. They're right. too potent, all right. And you saw what La Tech did with yeah. a with a lesser quarterback, skilled quarterback. So you know Ole Miss is going to be able to move the ball through the air. Um, yep. But if you if you get some turnovers, that's another way. That's just it's better than three and outs. I think I think you know Grant Delpit, Greedy Williams, um, Kristen Fulton. Yep. One of those guys can get their hands Tell on the football. Alexander.
2: I'm always saying. Yeah.
1: My if, they can they can turn this game around.
2: So the thing about turnovers versus three and outs is the fact that it gets the guys, the team, pumped when they get a turnover. And the and the, the, the field position can be a lot better with that. They can actually score a touchdown with right. that. You know what I mean? So you just never know what's going to happen. But the, the biggest thing about it, though, it just gets everybody psyched. It's like, you know, we're, we're taking this, is you know, this is your ball, but guess what? It's my ball now. So it kind of goes back to what I was saying. So on defense, you treat that ball like it, as if it's yours as well.
1: I want to see the continued improvement, too, of the special teams. We I mean, you know what Cole Tracy on, on the, in the kicking game. Right. I'm talking about return game. You know, uh, the kid, his, his name's slipping my mind. Uh, number seven, Yeah. Yep. Giles from Giles. Uh, Texas Tech transfer. When is he going to give you some juice in the offense and also juice as a return guy? I
2: want to see that. But the, the thing about the return, the, I, I don't know if we're going to see him back there anymore. I know Coach O was talking about, putting a couple of other guys over there to see Fine. if they can spark some stuff. So we'll see if those guys can do it. And one of them is Javante oh, Kirkland yeah. from Letcher. Um, I'm kind of anxious to see what he can do myself, as he was a former quarterback there who, transfer, uh, who changed positions to wide receiver. So, But <clears throat> as, in regards to Giles, uh, on offense, we have to really design stuff for him. And we haven't done that. Or if we have, he just hasn't been able to get open which is, is something that we don't do. We don't design stuff. We run our plays, and we do what we do, and whoever's open or, you know, the, 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 those plays are designed to go to the outside receivers who are the bigger guys who can go up and grab the ball.
1: Wasn't Billy Cannon, his run, what, was against Ole Miss on Halloween. Yep. It was on a punt return, right? It punt return. Wouldn't it be fitting if... If you do it again against Ole Miss. I know it's not on Halloween. Awesome. After you're unveiling the statue of Billy Cannon, I think it would now be. Now, that would
2: be majestic. Yes, it would be. Nostalgic.
1: That would be pretty neat.
2: Yeah, no, that would be awesome. And, and who would do that? I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be back there because Giles may be back, you, there, whoever's back there. Whoever's back there. It doesn't matter. But The Saints
1: care. are in a similar situation, too. So, <laughs> they've got to get some, some better returns. And by the way, they brought back Brandon Tate this week to see if he's the guy or if it will be uh, Taysom Hill returning kicks. Right. Tiger Tailgate, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here. Phone lines are open at 504. Two six zero one eight seventy. text 87870. We're going to be here for another hour, so come hang out in front of the Athletic Administration Building. You can tailgate with us here on the campus of LSU. This is WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better